For the communion meditation this morning, I want to deal with one of the names of God. It's the name Jehovah Sabaoth, which means Lord of hosts or Lord of armies. It's sometimes translated. Very, very encouraging name for those who are going through anxieties and fears, especially as regards uh, outward circumstances and, and, and people and things. Now, for those of you who are Hebrew purists and you want the real pronunciation, it's uh, Yahweh Sibaoth. Yahweh Sibaoth. And um, uh, this name occurs 245 times in the New Testament. So it's a very important name. And then there's a, a similar name, Elohim, Tzibaoth, God of hosts. So there's Lord of hosts and God of hosts. You take those two together, and that's used 285 times in the New Testament. Isaiah 47, verse 4 says, As for our Redeemer, Yahweh Sabaoth is his name, the Holy One of Israel. And several times in Isaiah, he keeps encouraging people by saying, Why do you fear? You know, your God is Yahweh Tzibaoth, uh, as the Hebrew says. Now, the root of Tzibaoth means to fight, to war, or it means an army. And so inherent in God's very name and his very nature is that God wars against certain things. Now, think about that for a moment. When God names himself something, he says, this is something that is inherent in who I am. This is what I identify with. God is a warrior. Now, that means that when we enter into covenant with God, we are vowing to war against the same things that God is warring against. And yet, many Christians refuse to be involved in the culture wars. In fact, I know several seminaries, several books, uh, several prominent writers in America who say, there should be no culture wars. You shouldn't even be, you, you need to be polite in culture. You shouldn't be having, engaging in war. And yet we are committing ourselves when we come to the Lord's table to fight against all that God fights against. That means we're fighting against our flesh. We're fighting against any aspect of the world that is in rebellion to God. We're fighting against uh, demons. Uh, we are entering into relationship with the God of war. And God calls us to be soldiers of the, uh, the cross. So, uh, these 285 scriptures indicate that the hosts of heaven are, are under his commands, and he's also the Lord of the hosts of Israel, which means we are a part of the hosts that he commands. Now, there are two more applications I want to make from that name. And the first one, or the second application, is that um, uh, he, he is a God of multitudes. The word hosts is not just a tiny army. It's an army you can't, you can't count. It's a, a huge army. So even though we may feel like we are a minority among men, greater are those who are with us than those who are with the humanists. And you can think of Elisha in the Old Testament. He and his servant were holed up in a, in a, a city, and the Syrians had come around to kill him. And uh, the servant was scared to death. And Elisha says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And the servant kind of looks at him like he's crazy, and he says, Lord, open his eyes. And the Lord opens his eyes, and he looks around, and all around him are these fiery chariots, uh, these, these millions and millions of angels. Suddenly he loses his fear uh, because he knows that his God is the Lord of hosts. 
So when you feel like turning America back to its uh, biblical roots is absolutely impossible, we're in a minority, how in the world can you expect us to win? Just rebuke those, uh, those uh, expressions in your heart that are trying to kill your faith and say, no, we serve Yahweh Tzibaoth. Now do the same as David did. You know, here he is, tiny little guy facing Goliath, and he says to Goliath, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So he says, he's Yahweh Tzibaoth and he's Elohim Tzibaoth. I don't have any fears when God is, uh, is with me. So it can be a very, very encouraging name. The third application comes from the first word. He is the Lord of hosts. He's the one that sets the agendas. He's the one uh, that tells us who to fight, how to fight, when to fight. Okay, I want you to turn with me to Joshua chapter 5. We're going to read verses 13 uh, through 15. This was right before the battle against Jericho, and everybody thought Jericho was invincible. The walls, if you understand how they were set up, who in the world is going to conquer Jericho? This is an absolute impossibility. Joshua's going out, doing some reconnaissance, and uh, we're going to begin reading at verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Now, what is assumed by Joshua's statement here? The assumption is that all of life is divided up by those who are either for Israel or those who are against Israel. And what God immediately does is he says, your focus is wrong. It's not Israel. It's who is for me. Uh, immediately, God completely contradicts this wrong assumption. He says, so he said, no. Now, the interesting thing is that Joshua's question wasn't demanding a yes or a no. <laughs> it was a false dilemma. And what God is saying, I'm not going to answer that question. It's no to both of those. I'm not for your enemy. I'm not for you. Here's what the true question is. No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. Now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servants? Now, that's the kind of actions that God elicits from us. Uh, he, that's the attitude. He sets the agenda. He is the Lord. And when we enter into covenant with him, uh, we are not entering into covenant to get our will done in heaven. We are praying, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Take a look at verse 15. Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. And so as we covenant this morning, uh, we can be reminding ourselves of three things. Uh, first of all, that God is a God who is against things in this world, and he calls us to be against things. He is a warrior God. He calls us to battle. Uh, secondly, and we're vowing to do that in this covenant. Secondly, we can take comfort in the victory that is implied in that name. And then thirdly, we should commit ourselves to him by bowing before him, submitting to him, saying, Lord, you give the orders. I'm here uh, to carry those orders out. Jeremiah 51 says, The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things, 
and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. And so let's enter into covenant with Yahweh Sibaoth. Father God, we come to you this morning grateful that greater are you who are in us, with us, and surrounding and encamping round about us than the devil and all of his hosts that are with them. We thank you, Father, that you are the Lord of hosts, and we want to be a part of those hosts of heaven and those hosts on earth who are advancing invincibly the cause of your kingdom. And so, Father, we commit ourselves to these three things, to a faith in your victory. We commit ourselves as we partake of this covenant uh, to warring against everything that you war against. Help us not to be passive. Help us not to uh, hate conflict, but rather help us uh, to have a victorious faith that overcomes the world. And, uh, Father, we pray that you would give us joy and hope and total faith in you as we cut covenant with you, Yahweh Tzibaoth. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray this. Amen.